Thanksgiving is not just a holiday, it is a way of life. As we study the scriptures with Scott Pauley today, we pray that God will help us learn how to develop grateful hearts and homes. At Thanksgiving, families gather around tables and they'll many times go around and briefly mention the blessings for which they're grateful to God. And that's wonderful. My family does that and we always enjoy it. But I want to take you to a a celebration uh, that is yet to come. I hope you're going to be there with us. It's found in Revelation chapter number 5. It is a Thanksgiving day like no Thanksgiving day before it. God's children gather around the throne of God and give praise and worship to the Lord that saved them. Revelation chapter number 5 and verse number 8, the Bible says, When he had taken the book, the four beasts and four and twenty elders fell down before the Lamb, having every one of them harps and golden vials full of odors, which are the prayers of the saints. And they sung a new song, saying, Thou art worthy to take the book. And to open the seals thereof, for thou wast slain and hast redeemed us to God by thy blood out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation, and hast made us unto our God kings and priests, and we shall reign on the earth. It's a picture of God's children gathered around the throne of God, giving Him thanks for redemption, for salvation, for the beauty that the Lord has given through eternal life. Now, if you go just beyond this beautiful picture in Revelation chapter 5, beginning in Revelation chapter 6, there is chapter after chapter after chapter of the most awful devastation and deadly judgment that this world has ever experienced. Those who are without God, those who have rebelled against God and rejected the gospel, those who have believed Satan's lies are lost forever. It's one of the most awful pictures. What a contrast between the two. And as I meditate on this, I'm thinking today not about what I received at salvation, but I'm grateful today for what I never received. You see, most of the time when we talk about Thanksgiving, the emphasis is on the good things that we get, and God truly has given us so very much. But have you ever considered that you should be grateful for what you do not receive? Uh, Let me illustrate. I've not received what I should have received. You see, I should have been in hell today, but I'm not in hell today. Not only am I not in hell today, I'm never going there. Why? Because God in His mercy has withheld the judgment that I deserve and His Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, took my death, my sin, my hell so that I never would have to. Oh, I just want to pause today and thank God that I did not receive what I should have received. And not only is it what I should have received, but I thank God that I've not received what I could have received. You see, there are many times in this life I could have been killed, no doubt. More often than I would even know, I'm sure my life has been in danger, but the Lord has protected me. And the Lord has preserved me. He has kept me from evil and He's kept so much evil from me. And so I want to thank God not only for what I see, I want to thank God for what I have not seen. I don't only want to thank God for what I've experienced. I want to thank God for what I have never had to experience. You see, this is the the thankfulness that is rooted in faith that believes that God is greater 
and that God is working even behind the scenes in ways that I could not know. Not only have I not received what I should have received and what I could have received, but I've also not received what I would have received. Have you ever thought about all the prayers that you prayed that God did not answer the way you asked Him to answer them? Have you lived long enough to be glad for that? You know, if God had answered all of my prayers and fulfilled all my hopes and desires and done it the way I told Him to, I would have received so many things (laughs) that I did not need. Oh, praise God. God knows better than us. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. His ways are higher than our ways. Lord, thank you for that. Sometimes, the more you get what you want, the less you want what you have. In kindness, a loving God says, No, no, that's not best for you. I've got a better choice for you. And so even in that, we should thank God. You see, it's possible that the greatest blessings in your life are the things that you never knew, never received, and never experienced. We talk about God's providing work, and I love that. But what about God's preventative work? Not what He gave, but what He withheld. Be grateful today for what you never received. When we come full circle back to where we started in the revelation of Jesus Christ, uh, these believers, and we're in this group, they're representative of us. Oh, they're, they're rejoicing uh, that they have been redeemed to God uh, out of every kindred and every tongue and every people and every nation. You know, people today want equality. Can I tell you? There is no equality like the equality of the gospel. Uh, someone said the ground is level at the foot of the cross. All people are sinners. All people need a Savior. And Christ come, saves all who come to Him by faith. That, my friends, is equality. And so everybody needs the Lord. So they're rejoicing in the redemption. What does the word redemption remind us of? Not simply what we received, but what we were bought back out of, what the Lord took us away from. I'm afraid sometimes uh, we think, well, I'm looking forward to heaven, but every now and then you should ponder uh, the hell that God saved you from. We think about all of the joys of living the Christian life, all the good things we have, but every now and then, You ought to go back and remember what it was like not to be a Christian and to be lost and what it was like to be separated from God. Today, you're enjoying Christ's righteousness on your account. But would you pause and thank the Lord for the sin that God delivered you from? Let me tell you what it will do. This gratitude will serve as a motivation for your life and for your labors. You know, a grateful man needs no more motivation. A man who is thankful, that's enough. And so, out of that gratitude, what do I want to do? I want to live for the Lord. I want to honor God with my life. He is worthy. Uh, I remember years ago reading the story of Count Zinzendorf uh, looking at an artist's rendering of Calvary, and the little caption below the painting just captured his heart. It said, All this have I done for thee. What hast thou done for me? When you think of all that God has kept from you, in, in addition to all that God has given to you, may I ask, What is it that you are needing to do today for Him? Not only will it serve as motivation for your own life, but then for your labor. It will motivate you to share the message of the gospel with other people. You see, all around you today, there are people who can't be thankful for this. And do you know why? Because many of them have never even heard the gospel. It was a great missionary statesman in Canada years ago named Oswald Smith who said, Is it right that any people should hear the gospel hundreds of times when some people have never heard it once. 
And so today, while you're rejoicing in the goodness of God and giving God thanks for what you never received and what you never will receive, why don't you pause and use that as an impetus for the gospel? And say to someone else today, let me share with you one of life's greatest blessings, and that is that I never have to receive the judgment I would have received apart from Jesus Christ. Oh, my friend, I believe, though this is a little different way of looking at it, that this kind of a thankful spirit will help you to become today everything that God wants you to be. Be grateful for what you never got. We thank God for you and trust that today's study was an encouragement in your journey with Christ. For additional helps, visit us online at scottpauley.org. And remember, grateful people are the ones enjoying the journey.